Robinson stays in the backfield. Takes the handoff. Bashan Robinson, his first carry is a first down up to the 40, gets 13. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Look, it's uh, it's not often that we come back from break with like an innocuous like eight yard carry in the in a, in a preseason game with a highlight from one of those games. But uh, when it comes to the Atlanta Falcons and their number, uh, their first round pick, the eighth overall pick in the draft, Bijan Robinson, we will make an exception. Bijan expected to be the centerpiece of the Falcons' offense this year, and uh, he'll certainly be the centerpiece of the offense coming up on Sunday when the Falcons host the Carolina Panthers. In Atlanta, as we continue P squared, B squared, our breakdown and our bets for week number one of in the National Football League. Ken, uh, where we sit right now in this NFC South tilt, uh, the Falcons, three and a half point home favorites, total 39 and a half. This is not juiced one way or the other. It is minus 110 both ways. And Carolina dealing with some, some injury woes. DJ Chark basically telling reporters he had a setback, thinks he's unlikely to play. We'll see about Terrace Marshall in this Panthers pass game as well. We'll see about Brian Burns, who's like kind of staging like a mini hold in right now. He wants a new contract from the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers offensive line obviously looking dreadful in the preseason, trying to protect Bryce Young, including like the sixth overall pick in the draft last year, Iki Iquanu, who might shuffle himself out of the starting lineup. Get it? Uh, Falcons and the Panthers, Ken, what do you think coming up on Sunday in week one? No, that was a good threw in that line. That was a pretty good one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, I think this is. I'm going to do that a lot this week, I think. Like, yeah, on, like radio that hits. was good. Yeah, that Icky, needs to be on Icky every shuffling radio. out of the lineup. That's every pretty radio, good, right? Every radio hit. Yeah, every spot that you do. Every spot needs to have that, uh, that Hash- one-liner. Hashtag spot. Uh, we- so hashtag spot. We got uh, some of those coming up this week. Well, we had to look ahead spots last week, right? Oh, Alabama looked like they were looking ahead, right? What did they, what did they win? 110 to nothing? Something like that? That was good. Um, so and now just, I'm hungry. Yeah. And now I'm hungry again. <laughs> and I think I could use a sandwich. <laughs> well, this is what is what would be the sandwich? Like who play? So like, I guess you would say Florida and Clemson play in a couple weeks. So now maybe Florida State's like, and maybe they got two sandwiches, like a sandwich for lunch and then another sandwich for dinner. And then they oh, they're living right. Pretty good. Yeah. That's, I'll yeah, tell you what, that's a good, good way to live. Sandwich for lunch and dinner. That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, NIL money. You can get both now. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple games every week, one NFL that fit this description where things that we saw in the preseason end up like drastically making their way into a week one point spread. And I don't want to say this like that that's wrong. It's just we all see stuff. And like, man, that kind of seems like it matters. And then we have injuries and you like pile everything up. And it's like, why do you get line movement the way that you get it? And why you get total movement the way that you get it? Carolina's offensive line looks like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. And they get smoked in their first preseason game. Bryce Young plays a lot in the preseason. It doesn't look particularly good. And we all kind of were not really sure about how this was going to go anyway. Meanwhile, like all we hear about is how everyone loves Atlanta this season. Baldy just came on and tells you he loves Atlanta this season. Okay, so I tell you all of that, and I tell you the line opened Atlanta two and a half. Where do you think it would end up going? Like, Atlanta's going to get bet. We're all going to, like, not like Carolina a lot. We're all going to like Atlanta and what we see from them. And so the market's three and a half. I kind of think that's just probably actually the right number in the game. (laughs) I think we just got to the right number. I think it's kind of how I feel about it, the more I've thought about it. Uh, I will tell you. The total movement in this game will get really interesting. So, like, Shark, let's say, doesn't play, which sounds, I think, like that's a pretty likely thing that he's not going to play in the game. Let's say that happens. Not that that's, like, a huge thing or whatever, but if Carolina's undermanned, total probably is going to keep dropping in the next few days. Why is the total going to go up in this game? Like, does anybody, like, would anybody have a good idea why that would happen? Probably not on injury news. I don't know Brian Burns is, like, a make-the-total-go-up kind of player. So, all right, maybe get a little more of a dip, a little more of a dip. I... 
the only thing I could come up with in this game now that it's three and a half would be like a contrarian over. It's just like worth noting. I know Atlanta like spent a lot of money. They improved their defensive coaching staff. They were abominable on defense all of last season. And like, I, I think one way we have to think about this new offensive coordinators in some places, new, new acquisitions, all this stuff. It doesn't mean in week one, it has to look like that. It doesn't mean that in week one, everything has to be different. It could just still be kind of bad. And if it's still kind of bad and Atlanta's offense is insane, which is what everybody kind of thinks is going to happen, this positionless football that they want to play, whatever, then like in an indoor game, we're going to have like 38 be the total in this game or something like that. It would only at this point with this market, like the thing to do was obviously continue betting Atlanta as Carolina looked dreadful in the preseason, which we even kind of talked about. The threes would become three and a halfs. I, I don't want to bet into that market point spread wise. If I had to, I would bet Atlanta. I just think they're kind of like readier right now to, to play really good football and win. But the market reflects that they're more than a field goal favorite. And then it would maybe be like a country. I'd need more than 39 and a half to play back. But if this just keeps sinking and sinking and sinking, I I think it would only be a contrarian over for me in the game, probably. All right. So let me let me ask. A, let me ask a question this way. Um, if that's going to be the case, you think the total is going to keep going down? Would you ever bet the under now? No, because like I, I think I don't know that as confidently as I know that like if Kelsey's out, then Kansas City goes down more or something like that, right? Like I would only bet to just like get a good price, something that I think is going to change in my favor. If I was a little more confident, this is kind of just like, let's see what happens. Seems like everyone kind of likes the under in this game. So let's just see what happens. I, I don't think I would say like, again, that's why I say like the only thing I could come up with in this game, because I just... I think we're just going to kind of stay about this. If I had to guess where the side goes, and I know some of the three and a half at sharp books are juiced toward Carolina. So it's maybe it's like, oh, well, it's more likely to go back down to three. I don't know, man. Like if anything happens with Burns and if anything happens with the Carolina receivers, it kind of seems like, like, do we even go to four in this game? Like who's, I guess what I'm trying to figure out is what is the case to bet Carolina I think I would rather just not bet the game than bet Carolina. If it's like, oh, well, this is an exaggeration. This is overblown. Like the number was two and a half, three. And a preseason doesn't matter. <sighs> Rookie quarterback, coach that's terrible in September. Usually teams always get off to bad starts. One of the worst coaches in September of current coaches. And like, you're going to back them as a dog on the road in a small number. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I think either the number is right, or maybe Atlanta goes up a little bit more, maybe contrarian over. But I mean, I think this is, I kind of just agree with this. That's my opinion. If you're going to bet Carolina in this game, like if I were to bet Carolina, which I won't, but if I were, hashtag, if I did it, uh, I did it. I'd play Carolina money line with the thought being completely narrative driven that Bryce Young will just pull it out of his derriere in the fourth quarter. And like, and Desmond Ritter is not who we thought we, he was, although I don't know if anyone really knows what Desmond Ritter is. Ritter be this. Right. Does anyone have any idea? <laughs> Answer. No. no. No, they don't. Uh, I agree with you. Kind of like Atlanta, probably, but also Ritter might be terrible, and Bryce Young might just be awesome and might be able to overcome all of those things going on. Yeah, yeah, so it's a pass. I think this game's a pass, uh, which sucks, but the good news is there'll be lots, lots of bets still to come, I think, at least for me. Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Terrific football Tuesday. We'll get to the Ravens and the Texans in Baltimore in just a second, but this just crossing the You Better You Bet Newswire, a.k.a. Twitter. Uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reporting. Travis Kelsey status in doubt, a.k.a. not going to play. That's my opinion. That's not fact. I don't think he's going to play, but sources tell Rapp and Tom Pelissero, also of NFL Media, Kelsey not believed to be a long-term injury. They'll wait for swelling to go down and go from there. All right, just again, 
They're saying they don't believe it to be a long-term injury. They wouldn't be saying that if Kelsey were going to play on Thursday night. He ain't playing in the game. Again, not confirmed. Just like, r- read the tea leaves, everybody. Kelsey ain't playing in this game, uh, but not a long-term injury. To me, that reads he might be out the first couple weeks of the season, Ken. Again, yo, not, not, not confirmed. Um, and Kansas City obviously will play the Lions in week number one. They get the Jaguars in week two on the road in Jacksonville, host the Bears in week three, and a date on Sunday Night Football in week four at Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. We'll talk more about the Travis Kelsey situation as more information comes in. But for now, we continue peace. Squared, B squared in Baltimore with the Ravens and the Texans. And Ken, I think we've pretty much got tens across the board now. Ravens a 10-point home favorite, total 43 and a half. And as we talked about in the opening segments of the show, you know, this Texans offensive line was supposed to be one of the strengths of the team heading into the year. They lose Kenyon Green, among others, a couple guys for the season, including Green, one of their first round picks last year. Kind of a disaster. And it's not that Baltimore's defense is what it was in the past, but this Texans uh, offensive line does not look good right now. Protecting a rookie quarterback, making his first start. I think that's why we've seen this number go up to 10. Your thoughts, please, uh, please, Ken, Ravens and Texans. I think you kind of read my mind a little bit in terms of how I see this game playing out. Um, in terms of make it so a part A, would you bet anything because you think the number is going to move? God, I mean, it seems like I, I would have said, no, I think 10 the right number. And the way you kind of describe it, it's like, is this just going to go to 10 and a half? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> like, is, that, is that really where we're going? Um, I, I think we're pretty much done moving here. The offensive line cluster injury is like a big deal, but we also went nine and a half to 10 already kind of on that. So I, I don't think there's like a side bet that I'd make thinking I'm very likely to get closing line value. I I actually bet the under in this game. This is the first bet that we have on Sunday that I talked about. And I bet under 44. The board is about half 44 and half 43 and a half. Just like I, the way I interpret everything you said and the way I think about the game, I, I think under. So the Houston part, I think you did a good job detailing. Something that's like actually a pretty real thing. And we'll talk a little bit more about it later in the week. And I'll be curious, not because people listen to this show, but just like if I end up hearing it parroted more now or if I end up hearing people organically come up with it now, it's just like I haven't seen it a lot. Quarterbacks that didn't play in the preseason last year was like a huge thing. So remember the NFL preseason is like a it's a a new growing thing in terms of it has not been growing is the wrong word. It's a new thing in terms of it's only been three weeks or four weeks or whatever for a couple of years. They, they've shortened the preseason and teams have chosen to approach it differently, i.e. not having their quarterbacks play period in it. Three games now used to be more. So you would always see like first team offenses get reps in the preseason. So we really only have like a couple of years to go off of. But man, a lot of those quarterbacks last year that didn't play in the preseason looked rough. A lot of them came in under their statistical averages. A lot of them lost. And it was like a really real thing. Like it was picked up by every major publication wrote about this last year. And I made a note of it too. And for whatever it's worth, Lamar Jackson didn't play in the entire preseason. Last year, that didn't matter. He also didn't play. They played the Jets. They won by a billion. This year, entirely new offense. And he didn't play. And I'm supposed to believe that this is like a 50-point game brewing here. Or that they're going to like win by a lot of margin. I actually kind of like the Texans a little bit too at a big number. But I think mostly I just like the under. It might even be like parlay the Texans and the under because how on earth do they score a lot of like if they're going to cover they cover like you know 21 17 or like something like that some kind of low scoring rock fight game with a defensive minded head coach in his first game so I bet under 44 I think it is very unlikely that doesn't improve in my favor or at least stays the same kind of lean Texans but with the offensive line cluster injuries you described that's that's like a tough button to click
I will say I do see an avenue for the Texans to cover if it is a high-scoring game, even with the state of the Texans' offensive line. I, the, the Ravens' cornerback position is an absolute cluster right now. And cluster, there's a word that follows cluster that I can't say on a family-friendly yeah, show. It's injury. Like this... Yeah, like, right. the, like the Ravens defense, I think, you know, I, my my brother-in-law always, like, I basically do his fantasy drafts for me. He was asking me last night, do I take the Ravens defense, basically, because of the first defense off the board. I'm like, buddy, like, this ain't, it ain't 2000 anymore. Like, the Ravens defense can still be decent. It's just, like, not what it was. What if C.J. Stroud's just awesome? Like, I can see them putting up a decent-sized number on this guy uh, in this game against the Baltimore Ravens. I, I'll end up passing the game, I think, entirely, Baltimore and Houston. Coming up to start hour number three, more P-squared, B-squared, week one in the NFL. We will start next hour with the Bengals and the Browns in Cleveland. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.